This is another Disney podcast production. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the newest episode of another Disney podcast. This is episode 24 for the week of June 18th. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get to it. So it just hit me after we did that open that uh, 24, Jack Bauer. Oh, yes. Is he too old for us to do that again? I feel like no. I don't think it was, he's ever going to be too old to be on 24. Like Jack Bauer can always whoop ups on some <laughs> Russians or some whatever made up country they have. But no, we I, need some more Jack Bauer. I yes, agree. I do have a request. I, I was a big fan of his daughter, Alicia Cuth. Bert and probably just murdered her yes. last name. Yes. Like um I was a big fan of her. Like she has to come back and maybe she could take over where her dad was and it would be like the new version of Alias. Okay. Okay. Although I did read a story on Twitter the other day and she was like one of the 24 actors that Hollywood will never work with again. Oh dear. I don't know why apparently she's super difficult to work with. So Well, maybe there won't be a Jack Bauer S dreams crushed <laughs> dreams crushed sorry i'm the dream crusher there it is hey man there you've had is. a um interesting week you have a yeah. uh, um yeah. something different well you've lost a piece of you i, I have lost a, say that. <laughs> i have lost well it wasn't originally a piece of me True. but it was a piece that grew in me i had a cyst in my wrist i had surgery on monday uh so yeah it's been a super fun week uh surgery on monday lots of pain meds. Uh, I may or may not even remember what we talk about tonight. So this will be fun. This is true. <laughs> I called you the night uh, of the surgery to check in. And then I told you some stuff that your wife was very interested in. And 10 minutes later, she had to call me and say, <laughs> Brandon said you said something and he can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember any of that conversation. So oh, man. my apologies. Uh, I, I don't remember either, and I'm not taking any meds. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Okay, man. Uh, so let's let's chat about. Yep. Um, let's chat. Let, let's talk about just the big umbrella of Disney. So obviously, I mean, it's the understatement, literally of the century, to say yes. how much has changed. But um, I want to talk about the fact that okay. It, it was announced this week that nighttime entertainment was coming back. And I guess I should yes. say specifically fireworks will begin at July 1st in yep. two of the three parks that had fireworks. So it will yes. be happily ever after at magic kingdom and it will be Epcot forever. Not harmonious not at harmonious at Epcot. And so yep. that is the nighttime festivities that are back. And so I, I just immediately upon reading that of course instant excitement and like yes. thrilled for like you guys to be able to experience that because we will just miss it again that's just how <laughs> our trip planning goes um and so but what really what piqued my interest is is okay what does that mean that was the first thing that i, I found myself asking out loud and so what yeah. i mean by that is i want to talk about like now, now the future, right? So I, I feel like this is the closest that I would say Disney will have been back to being normal. And why I say that, because, and gosh, we didn't even talk about 
Disneyland because they like yeah. they've dropped their mask mandate outside. They have they are having fireworks coming back the first week of July, um, and that show is actually really rad. I've seen it before. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name because I'm not going to remember it, but it's really <laughs> cool. They make use of. Uh, the buildings all along main street as well as the castle. So there's projections gotcha. all around you. It's really dope. So anyway, so I just wanted to, I wanted to say let's spec. I mean, we, who doesn't love speculating, right? Let's talk about it's great. The future, right? I mean, cause you're talking about, I mean, I want to talk about the future of fast passes, the future of the reservation system, meaning like yep. when, when can the, when can Brandon and Krista just wake up and say, Hey, let's go to Disney day today. And they can, get a reservation and get it. Well, they can log in, go for a reservation, get one and go like, so I want to yeah. talk about that or cause I mean, they have announced that it's going to be here until 2023, but they also said that boobash, you're going to have to wear masks and now there's no more masks. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so- I, we do have to realize that things can change in an instant. However, Correct. we'll unpack that when we get there. Cause I don't think this reservation system is going anywhere. Maybe even not a, the end of 2022, but we'll, we'll unpack no. that. Um, no. And then, of course, what about parades? And then the the big one that's on, uh, I would say, a little bit more of the West Coast and, of course, internationally over in Paris is they still don't have annual passes. Now, to be fair, Walt Disney World doesn't have them either, but, like, if you have them, you can still keep using them and renewing them. At yep. Disneyland Paris, if you have one, when it runs out, it runs out. That literally yeah. happened to this week. And of course, Disneyland yanked theirs a while ago, gave everybody refunds and have yet to announce what that's going to happen. So I just have questions. And so let's kind of unpack where we think all of that's going to go. And so my first question to you, Brandon, is yes. um, as, as somebody who uh, there was definitely a time in my life where I, I felt going to Disney without a fast pass was a nightmare. Um, but now that it's gone, a, do you think it will come back and B if, and when it does come back, will it look like it did before? So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a hundred percent with you when fast passes were around. I mean, I was like, how in the world would we do a park without a fast pass? Um, I hate standing in line. I hate <laughs> waiting for things, obviously. And a fast pass just made it easier to sort of plan your day. I mean, you could kind of say, hey, we're going to be in fantasy land for the morning and then we can roll over to Tomorrowland. And, you know, we got that day planned out. But now, now that I've experienced life without fast passes, I actually think I like it a little bit better. Uh, okay. I like being able to spontaneously go on a ride um, and still not have to wait forever to do it. So obviously if they're not letting fast pass people in, then obviously the standby line moves quicker. Now, if you're in a line that's 40 minutes long and it continuously moves and you're with people and you're talking and you're, you know, having a good time, it doesn't seem like you're waiting that long. So, I mean, I kind of like they're not being fast passes, but again, we're not at a hundred percent capacity. So what does that look like right. when the park gets to a hundred percent capacity? Do our 40 minute lines now become 85 minute lines? And I mean, whether it's moving or not, 85 minutes is 85 That's minutes. A That's a long time, time to wait yeah. in line. So, you know, uh, I, for now at the, the, the capacity limit they're at, 
I would say it's awesome. I, I think we're going to have to take a wait and see kind of approach when we get to full capacity or fuller capacity to see how that works without a fast pass. Yeah. I saw on blog Mickey today that they replenished some July dates. So the calendar was kind of wide open again. And so that tells yep. me that's another bump in capacity or maybe not another bump. They just maybe, I remember when they opened up June and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. And so maybe now they've just, you know, we're a week and a half away from July. So they're going to, you know, open that. And I wonder if this might be the biggest increment so far, just because they announced the fireworks at, you know, two yeah. of the four parks. So that's something to consider. Yeah. yeah so, so for fast pass for me, I, I I'm, I, I'm with you. Like, so I have enjoyed not doing it. And so I, I'll be honest. Uh, I, and Brandon will know because he lives there. I, I think <laughs> I have utilized my annual pass more since COVID because yes. I enjoy the more spontaneity versus I am now look, it's impossible to go to Disney world without planning. I mean, or it, it isn't, but you're nuts. If you don't do it, especially yeah. now you have to, because you got to get a park reservation. So you can't just like roll down to Orlando and think, Oh, let's go to Disney today and yeah. walk up. Like the odds are not going to be in your favor that you're going <laughs> to get to walk in. But like, I, I gotta say, I have loved the, the kind of wing it feel that Disney has had during this. And I yeah. am just more like that when I, I come, I'm usually only bringing one of our kids or if my wife lets me escape down for a few days by myself and we get to, to spend a, a few park days together or I'll, or I'll come down with Matthew, whatever I I've enjoyed not thinking, not having to be like, okay, we got to get to the park for this because for our first fast pass and yep. here's our dinner reservation that we made 180 days ago. So like we'd be foolish to get rid of it now. So I'm with you. I've like not having, it but then there's the big comma with the lower numbers in the park yeah and so yeah. i think it's kind of a wait and see but then on the flip side the other question that i asked you was about do we think it's going to come back like it was previously i don't think it will yeah what do i don't you think? think yeah i don't think i think it's going to come back and i think it's going to come back i mean all signs are pointing towards the fact that this is going to be a paid extra, um, that you can get, um, you know, I see maybe a hybrid where maybe you could get three fat, you know, you get your first three fast passes. And if you want more throughout the day, uh, then you would pay X amount of dollars, right. um, for those extra fast passes. So I do not think that it's going to look the same. I think the system, whatever tech system they come up with um, is going to look completely different, but I don't, it's not going to be the same as it was pre pandemic. I don't think so. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that because there's, there's been some things that I think have given some people, I don't want to say false hope. I'll just say hope. And that is some people when they were making their reservations and they were going through that, there was the page that popped up. It was like, Hey, it's time to fix, to, to select your pa yeah. fast passes. And of course, yeah. when you clicked on it, that page went nowhere. It, it wasn't something, it wasn't like a glitch of, oh, th these are opening and they just haven't released. <laughs> no, I think it was literally a glitch in the a matrix. Glitch. It was a glitch. <laughs> and yeah. so when, when I think about that, I, I'm in agreement with you. And there's been some really interesting rumors as of late. And so I, I'll say, I always like to say when I talk about rumors, some of the rumors that 
we talk about are like trustworthy inside sources. And some of them are just like, here's what some people have said and like, take it or leave it. This is one of those, here's what some people have said, take it or leave it. This is not solid inside information. And what that is, is there's been a lot of rumblings of, of something called the lightning pass. Have, Have you heard about that? I have, I've heard a little bit about it. Yeah. So, and, and what's crazy is it's like, it's, it's modeled after, uh, the genie. And so I immediately had questions. I was like, you're going to go with lightning when, and go with the genie when you have lightning McQueen. I don't, (laughs) are we sure? So that's what first made me feel like, "Mm, I don't know if that's a, a legit one, but um, you know, because if you if you're familiar with Universal, Universal has something just like this. It is a paid tier. The whole idea is so you don't you don't you don't want to wait in line. You can pay. Yeah. Now, my concern is the price, and what yeah. I mean by that is I don't mean that I'm scared it's going to be too much. I'm scared it's going to not be enough. So so here's what I want. I want it to start at no less. And here I know the eggs are going to come right now. Oh no. I want it to start at no less than a hundred dollars a person per day. I would love to see it at upwards of 300. Now I know that sounds insane, that is a, that's but a lot. here's the deal. He, here's why, like, because if we, if they go and they charge 50 bucks a day for fast pass or whatever, it's going to be like it was before. And yeah. they were, it would have defeated the purpose. Yeah. That like everybody will pay 50 bucks to have a fast right. extra fast. Pass. The idea yeah. should be of Disney wanting to like, keep, like keep the parks fluid so they don't have these, you know, cause here's what they don't, not going to want. Well, let's, let's talk about this. So this is going to be go off on a little bit of a, uh, rat tail here the <laughs> a uh, rat tail. <laughs> a rat tail what is this the 80s I, yes <laughs> i have one do you want to see um the so so here disney's all of disney's hopes and wishes and dreams are coming true right now and so so think about think about what the pandemic has done um especially with a couple of your our major rides and that is virtual queues I, I yeah. would expect if I was a betting man, I would slide some of my Benjamins over to more rides, maybe even the majority of rides going to this system. And here's why. So I'm, I just want to preface this by saying I'm not a fan of this. I hope it doesn't happen, but I feel like for Disney, here's the benefit for them. All right. So what happens when you people are standing in line from anywhere from 45 to 90 minutes? They're not out in the park. They're not buying anything. They're not buying food. They're not buying souvenirs. They're trapped. Guess what? You make all of your lines virtual queues and you don't get called back. All these people are going to be wandering around with nowhere to go and nothing to do. And they're going to spend money. I and agree. So I, I, I think I have a feeling that's going to happen to a majority of or at least all at least the e-ticket rides again, yeah, the major stuff, right? I have like, I don't think it's going to happen for Winnie the Pooh. Like uh, no. <laughs> no offense to Winnie the Pooh. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but, but no small the, world virtual queue. Yeah. Well, you never know, but um, it's, or I will say if there is a smaller ride where the majority of the queue is indoors, then maybe they would do that just, you know, for the fact of keeping that like COVID conscious mind, I guess, you know, it doesn't make sense to pile people into a tight, small winding area. So so for self health and safety concerns, I totally get it. But so now to, to get back on the, the railroad tracks of where we're going with fast pass. Yeah. I mean, I want it to be absurdly expensive. So nobody gets it. 
And then the lines will stay at hopefully like you're never waiting more than 60 minutes. Now, the other thing that we can talk about of when it comes to crowds is pricing. And so yeah. I mentioned this a little bit about it last week and we literally titled our episode is Disney, you know, pricing out the middle class. And so maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, it certainly deterred us from going on our next trip the way we wanted to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I, I, again, we had smaller parameters. We weren't going to go as long. We're not staying on property. All these things just make your ticket prices add up. I, I get it. But, um, I, I kind of want the prices to keep climbing in hopes that it will keep people out. But <laughs> look at the parks exactly. and look at it. Like you can't like, look at boobash, like three exactly, quarters yeah. of them are sold out and people are screaming bloody murder that they're charging almost $200 yet. They're selling I mean, They're almost all sold out. People are paying it. I saw a meme today. I think it was on TikTok, and it was like Bob Chapek and all these things. It's like, you know, parks increasing, increasing prices, hotels still selling out, restaurants still fully booked with limited menus. Like, people are still going to pay for Disney. I mean, Boobash is a, what, a five-hour event that people are paying $200 for. If you had a 12-hour park day and you could pay $150 and get, you know, 12 fast passes, I would say a majority of the people are going to dish out 150 bucks a person right. just to have 12 fast passes. Yeah, I mean, sure. Disney is like <laughs> truly taking candy from a baby. Yes. I mean, they're just, people are just throwing money at them. So I agree with you. I think that it needs to be priced high enough that just not everybody's going to do it, but I don't think it needs to be, I mean, $300 is a lot. And the thing I that agree. I'm interested in is one, and we'll talk about annual passes later, but if you have an annual pass, will there be some sort of option to add this to your annual pass? You know, if they said for $500 extra dollars a year, you get 10 fast passes on each visit. Is that going to be some sort of option or is, are you going to be left out again right. being an annual pass holder and have to pay yeah. for it every time you go? Yeah. I mean, at first I was like, you know, they'll probably do tiers or maybe they'll offer specials for people staying in the resorts. But like, I just, you know, they want to be back at a hundred percent and clearly there's a desire to go based on the amount of cost it is right now for, I mean, there were days that we were looking at going this summer where it was over $200 a day for an adult. Yeah. If you wanted to park hopper Jeez. and yeah, like, and you're not even park hopping till 2 PM. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's transition there. So let's talk about that. Yep. Um, park hopping came back relatively quickly, not, not super fast, but relatively quick, quickly. It, it was January beginning of this year. It, it, it came back. And so what are your thoughts on um, what if it stayed at two moving forward? How, do you feel, do you see value in that? Do you feel like that would, be a ripoff? What, what do you think about yeah. how it is now? Yeah. I mean, Krista and I were actually talking about this at dinner tonight. You know, as we talked about, they opened up more availability. The parks are getting closer and closer uh, back to full capacity. Now, I think as long as the reservation system stays around, the park hopping is going to be at two o'clock. 
because as we've talked about on our show before, the reservation system is a way to measure the amount of people that are going to be in each park for the day for staffing and for merchandise and things like that. So I think in order to get people, because you have to go obviously check in to your first park before you can get to the second one, I feel like they're, they go hand in hand. If we're going to have the reservation system, you have to give people time to get to the park before everyone right. can start hopping. So I would love to see it go back to the old way. Like if I just wanted to go get a picture in, on Main Street in front of the castle at 9 a.m. and then jump to Animal Kingdom, I would love to be able to do that. But I don't think that while the reservation system is around that it'll happen. Yeah. I, and so I'm – I'm on both sides of the fence on this one, if that's even possible. I guess I'm just yeah. sitting down and I got one leg on it. Like, <laughs> so I'm a fan of it right now. And why I'm a fan of it right now, and I want that to be the caveat, the right now is the part that matters. So right now what I like about it is when you land at your park, right, you know that the people that are there are, that's like, that's what it's going to look like till 2 p.m., right? Yeah, that's your crew. For, right. For five hours and then you know depending on which park that you're at you know because you, you got some like i would say like well, i would say like animal kingdom for example that's going to be a park that not a lot of people are going to hop to to yeah. 2 p.m right like so yeah. so if i just want to do animal kingdom for that day i like knowing that after 2 p.m it's probably going to thin, thin out pretty regularly the rest of the day and your times are going to get better it's going to be easier to get like you know lines are going to be shorter for food or well they're all mobile order now but you, you know you still have to wait several can be up to two yeah. hours depending on when you order so i like that aspect knowing that like either the park i'm in is going to get a crap ton of people starting at two for the rest of the day or the park that i'm in is going to start to thin out like epcot yeah. is definitely one of those that and like it sucks that it's only open that it opens at 11 because that would be a great park to get to do from nine to two because yeah. everybody's going to flock to that one at night because it's open the latest. There's the most things to do for people like people. That's a park you want to get off work and go to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, of course you can't do that with the park, <laughs> park reservation thing anyway, but you get my point. Um, the, so, so I like that aspect, but, but the caveat was like now, right? So yeah. when we're back at full capacity, that's when I'll have a problem with it because it's like if we're back and the park is wide open and we have all of our parades and we have all of our, I'm fine with making the park reservations, but there are two things that I think need to happen. One, you need to be able to wake up and make a reservation at any park at any time for any day Correct. and be able to go. And two, you should be able to park hop if you wanted to land on my main street at 9am and take a picture and then go somewhere else. And so right. those yeah. are the two. So that's my caveat. So I like it right now. I like it. Cause you can kind of feel like how your park is. And then if I was like, Hmm, if I'm at animal kingdom, it might be worth it for me to sit. Like I can hit a couple more rides and then five minutes before closing, let's go get in line for, um, flight of passage because it'll be yeah. the shortest it is all day yeah um yeah so that's kind of my thoughts there on uh i guess we covered two there right we covered yeah fast passes and whatever and park hopping yeah um yeah and i mean i agree well i mean if you think about it even if the reservation system is there i mean now that you say that 
when the park's at full capacity, aside from New Year's Eve, maybe the park is never full. Right. So, I mean, even though that there is a reservation system in theory, you should be able to wake up that morning and say, I want to go to magic kingdom today and hit the reservation. And exactly. go. So, I mean, I can see it. I could see it going both ways, but if truly the reason to keep the, the reservation system is to measure the amount of people, you also want to be able to measure the amount of people in the park up into a certain time. So that's what right. I think that two o'clock is like, mm-hmm. Hey, we know that X thousands of people are going to be at magic kingdom today for at least five hours. That's when we staff most of our people. Right. And then, you know, so that's why I say, I don't think it's going anywhere as long as reservations are around, but I think you will be able to get a reservation that morning if you want to go or that day at work, if you want to go. Yeah. That, that needs to happen as soon as things are, as close to whatever normal will be like moving forward at at any Disney park. And so I do want to talk about that a little deeper. And so like, I think, I think I didn't look this up before the show I should have, but I think that original announcement way long time ago was that reservations like where if somebody looked at the calendar and I think it was up to like the first couple of weekends, weeks of January of 2023. So we know it's that far. And so here's, here's why I think that's not going anywhere even potentially after that. And that is, that is a great measurable system that Disney has never had before. Now, some people are going to say, well, Dave, what, what about fast passes? Fast passes were like that. Yes, but fast pass, you know, cause, cause people were, were pinpointing Matthew actually said this today. He said, you know, like not only do they know what park you're in, they know where you're going to be at us, you know, within, yeah. within a certain down to a certain hour. I'm like, yes. But the thing is you can change fast passes all the time after your first three, like you, that's still not the best measurable. And why I think yeah. this reservation system is so valuable is it will help them with staffing. Like they'll yeah. know exact, they'll know what parks are insane on what days and, and, and be able to staff accordingly. And they just know what the traffic's going to look like. And just because people have fast passes for the day, doesn't even mean they're going to like show up at the park. Now, exactly. I know that's also true for the reservation system, but because it's so dang hard to do everything right now, <laughs> very few people are just going to not show up unless they live a mile from the magic kingdom. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't know anybody who would do that. <laughs> so th- those are kind of my thoughts of why I don't think that's going, I mean, it is, it is the perfect system that they, they can look at metrics and plan accordingly because again, fast passes are 30 days out. And I know most schedules aren't going to be made more than two to four weeks out. I mean, everybody who's worked those kind of jobs or still do know that like, I mean, even when I was at Apple, we didn't get the schedule more than three weeks out. So, but like, it still helps them know that like, Hey, like we're going to have an influx of this and they can, Add more hours, add more staff, bring people over yeah. from other sections, do whatever they need to do. Yeah. And it's it's just too valuable of a metric system for them to just say, oh, we don't need to do that. Now, will it last forever? Maybe not. Maybe they'll, you know, that we've got to get back to where you got to remember, you know, especially sites like touring plans, which I highly recommend if you've never done Disney. But all of that, like that data from all those years is now almost wiped out because everything's different now. Now they've been able to get a system going and been able to tell, but now everything's changing again. Like things are going up. Um, capacity's been raised, you know, hotels and restaurants are opening. Like things are just going to continue to grow and climb. And so 
I don't know. That's my yeah. thought on the reservation system. Like it could yeah. be gone in six months. Who knows? But I yeah. just feel like it's too valuable for them to, for it to just be gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And fast passes aren't really, they're not like real, they're too real time in order to, to get correct data. Because like you said, like I could have a fast pass for seven dwarfs mine train. I see that, Oh, space mountain open and my friends are here. I, turn off that and get the space mountain. It changes way too rapidly to be able to glean any kind of data from it. Yes. You can be like, Hey, 10,000 people made a seven doors mine train for Thursday. Like we need people there, but that could, that could go down to 3000 people by Thursday afternoon. So it's too fluid of a situation to base your modeling and staffing and your, you know, yep. That kind of stuff off of. So I agree with you. I've, I think the reservation system yeah. is here to stay. Chapex has said it's here to stay. And as with everything, it is fluid, but I don't see it going anywhere. No, I just, again, it better, like when there's no more restrictions at the park, you better just be able to book it. And they're just doing it for a measurable. There better not be, I agree. you know, like any, anyway, I agree. that's just I agree. me whining and complaining. <laughs> no, I'm with you because I've lived it for, you know, since July right, of last yeah. year, you know, having an annual pass and not being able to get a park. I mean, we went, the only reason we got, were able to go to the parks when we stayed at the grand Floridian is because we were on property, on property and we counted right. as a property guest. We wouldn't have been able to go if we were just using our annual pass. So no one knows that more than I. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> Yes, but I like I said, I think once it's the reservation system will be a mere formality once the park is open to right. 100% capacity. Yes, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, so speaking of your annual pass, let's let's talk about this a little bit. As we yes. mentioned at the top of the show, if you haven't been following, um Disneyland like they refunded all of their pass holders at, like and that's been several months ago and they were like, "Hey, we've got something great in the works for you." Cool. Cricket since then they've offered Crickets. some they've offered some legacy pass stuff that was like some yep. uh, benefits on maybe some eateries or some eating and then um, some merchandise I, I, anyway okay cool I mean that's great that they're doing something and then uh, at Disneyland Paris this week just literally had the rug ripped out from under them so again there are they are selling no more annual passes and those people that have annual passes are good until yep. their renewal date and then they cannot renew. So that system mm. is gone as well. Now what's crazy is as to my knowledge, they haven't used the same language at Disneyland Paris like they did in Disneyland meaning like hey, something great is coming. They just no. said they're just like, we're done. Right. Now, yeah. do I think it's going to something's coming? Yes, 100%. Like when yeah. you talk about uh the 12 parks that are all over the world that have Disney stamp on it, there are only two in the world that, that are considered local parks, and that is Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. By far, most yeah. people that have an annual pass at Disneyland Paris live within an hour of, of the park. And so they are really up in arms with their pitchforks. And so, and but also excited because they did have annual pass previews, previews this week. Started yesterday. Yep. Our friend Tom from... Uh, Fly Mickey Travel was um, able to go, and uh, he absolutely had the time of his life. It was surreal, he said, uh, being back in the parks. Um, and so here, here is here is what to expect. So fiscal 2022 is October 1, which randomly yeah. coincides with the opening, I mean, the 50th, the start of the 50th at Walt Disney World. So let's talk about hours. So... I would imagine that before then, 
they will announce that they are selling annual passes to Walt Disney World again. I have yes. no no insider information. That is just purely a gut feel. Like they are going to have to make a decision for Disneyland before then. They're going to have to make a decision for Disneyland Paris by then. It only makes sense that they're going to make a decision for Walt Disney World there yeah. too. Okay, so what does that mean? Is our whole system going to change like theirs? Um, my gut says no, and that yeah. is because Walt Disney World is a different monster it is it is not known as a locals park it is definitely in the biggest international travel destination in the world correct and and they they aren't hurting by by giving people annual passes but they're also not you know they're not scrooge mcducking all of their money (laughs) back in the corner (laughs) bob's not counting that many billions because of us annual pass holders no so so he here's Here's what I anticipate happening. When they start selling, I think people are going to get a gut punch. And what I mean by that is they're going to, I have a feeling that they're going to say, okay, you want to pass to Walt Disney World? Well, we were closed down and lost billions with a B dollars. My guess is they're going to be, at, especially at the top tier, anywhere from $1,500 to $1,800 a year. Yeah. That's that my guess. That wouldn't be unheard of. I, uh, you know, I would, I, we got lucky. We just were able to renew ours. Um, we just hit our 60 day window cause ours renew in August and ours, you know, interestingly enough, they're not including the plus in the platinum plus, uh, package right now. Cause only one of the two water parks is open. So the highest level we could get was the platinum level. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ours was about what we paid last year, even though you're supposed to get a discount every time you renew. Right. It's It was, you know, I, we could see it even there a little bit in the fact that the discount wasn't as big for the renewal. So I could totally see it. I mean, being $1,500, $1,700 a year. And they know, like, they know people are going to pay it. Oh, yeah. Most, most pass holders are from out of state. So they know basically they're just getting free money. Uh, you know, some of them may come down once, twice a year. Um, but they've got your $1,700, so they'll take it. So I could definitely see it increasing. I think before the pandemic, it was 12, $1,300 for out of state, something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've lost billions of dollars. It's definitely going to come back. And there was a, an email that went out that, all but hinted at we're going to start selling annual passes again. Uh, I think they said something in August because the email had some sort of verbiage in it that said, starting in August, you'll be able to dot, 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 dot uh, for pass holders. So I see it coming back. Yeah. I agree with you. It's an international destination. It's I don't see any way that they stop selling annual passes at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I don't. And, and I don't think they can change it like they can with the other two parks because they flat out canceled them. You yeah. know, I, I was one of the ones I had a weird story. I won't, I'll try to unpack it very quickly. Way back in the day when they opened galaxy's edge, my, my pass was set to expire on this week. Like they didn't tell us when the annual pass previews were going to be. And I was super scared that my pass was going to lapse <laughs> and that I wouldn't get that email and be able to do it. So I flat out just 
I literally used a friend's, actually Matthew's parents. Um, oh gosh, what is it? Uh, Sam's Club, and just yep. bought another pass. I was like, I'm not. And so what's funny is, then the pandemic hit, and I had like seven months or so, whatever, left on my pass. So I canceled my. I was one of the ones that took the opportunity to say, hey, yeah, and get a little bit money back. Haven't gotten that money. Did back. you get that money back? That's yet? a different story for a different day. I'm not going to bash Disney. Um, no, I have not gotten it back, but I did get added. I did get five months added onto my annual pass. Oh, I did good. not call and scream. No, Krista, I did not have a a um, cinnamon roll moment. We'll have to <laughs> unpack that one day. That's just for you, Krista. Love you, mean it. Um, but I was like, I, I would call every sixty days on the button, and no one could ever give me a solid answer. I was like. It's three hundred and twenty-five dollars. I was like, if you, I like, I was like, I've been to Disney three times since I canceled that pass. But anyway, the whole thing was I had one lying in wait, and so I was like, well, I'm just going to cancel. I can't go anyway. Might as well get three hundred dollars back, which I thought I would use to go to a Disney park. It's still not going to happen. Nope. This is going to be my fourth time going. I still want maybe money. maybe by the fiftieth you'll anyway, get that money back. But um, that cast member was an angel. She was awesome. She was like, uh, again, I wasn't angry or frustrated. I was just like, hey. I just asked to speak to a supervisor, not because I was frustrated, but because nobody could tell me. I, I had received nothing in writing. I, I had like no email, no letter. Like it was just, I would call and they would be like, yeah, we know it's been sent off to the place that like, we'll write you the check and send it to you. And I'm like, yeah, but can, can somebody like, is it in the notes? Can I see the notes? <laughs> like I was like, nobody has told me. And so finally the supervisor came on and she was like, she was like, yes, we don't know what the holdup is. He said, she's like, I get 10 calls like you every day. I'm like, okay. So it's not just like Dave was the last guy. Like I was the cheapest. <laughs> My measly $300 is the last one. We can save him for later. Yeah. Leave him till last. Anyway. So I had one lying in wait and it was no big deal. So I just canceled it. And so I still have mine. Well, she extended it, which is great. So I won't find out until I think February now, I think it was originally going to be in November, December, January. So three months, not, not whatever I said. So she extended it three months, which I didn't ask her to do. She was like, would you love that? And I was like, well, I'm not going to say no to that <laughs> no i would not love that <laughs> but i i think the moral of this long story is um that the incremental increases for annual passes that that we still all grumbled about are are gone i think it's going to be okay you want an annual pass you're going to pay for it but yeah. to be honest with you seeing how to take my two kiddos and my wife that don't have annual passes yeah. was 1200 bucks for two days you'll pay off that pass pretty darn quick. If you just yeah. go for, I mean, at 200, I mean, at 200 for, bucks a day for a week. Yeah. 200 bucks a day. It's going to almost pay for itself. So anyway, now, what I do wonder, no. And I do, what I do wonder about that is before pre pandemic, you used to be able to say you went and you bought a five day ticket. You used to be able to take that money that you put towards the five day ticket and put it towards an annual pass. I can see that going away. It's either I can see Disney saying, okay, we're going to do the annual pass program, but you're either in or you're out. Like there's no like buy this three day ticket, decide if you really like Disney and then we'll let you buy an annual pass and apply that money towards it. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, and if you decide later, you're going to pay 1700 bucks later. So I can see that part of the annual pass going right. away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, as somebody who's not local and drives, there are reasons, you know, like a lot of people say, gosh, if, if you're only going, cause I, I mean, we go off and I try to go three times a year, but not three weeks. I mean, I'll come and maybe, maybe do three, three park days, maybe four. That's typically how it works. Yeah. And so if I do that three times a year, like that was covering it. Well, that was at prices where parks were anywhere from 79 to 130 bucks a day. Well, now it's like almost most days it's 200 bucks a day. Yeah. Um, and that's only going to get bigger. Like it's not going, it's not like, it's not like things are going to calm down and Disney's going to no. be like, Hey, we're going to lower the prices to me. No. They, no, they are trying to get their parks like to have reasonable numbers in them. And the only way they do are going to do that is to price some people out. It's just, yeah. well, you know, it's just going to, it's going to turn those people that aren't insane like you and me to going, you know, have to go multiple times a year to maybe it's not an every year trip. Now it's maybe every three years just because yeah. the price is going up, but they're a for-profit company. They have to answer to their shareholders. Uh, you're, you're not, I understand it. So uh, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I, I think, I think we've unpacked, um, everything that we wanted to talk about. Again, this was just kind of like speculation hour with Dave and Brandon. <laughs> so, um, but good stuff, man. I mean, it, yeah. things are just moving so fast and changing so, quick. so rapidly. It's almost like you have to visit a site, uh, social media uh, daily yeah. because things are just changing so fast. So I agree. I agree. Um, I didn't think we, I mean, we were always speculating and joking. Yeah. Fireworks are coming back. We hope they're by July 4th. Like we, I remember when we started this, we were like, man, we hope we get nighttime spectaculars back by the 50th anniversary. So like we've gone from October to fireworks are starting here in 15 days. Like, in 15 days, I will be able to go in my backyard and watch a fireworks display from Disney. So, I mean, it's crazy how much it's just changed in three months. It's crazy. And like, who knows what the next 45 days are going to look like. I mean, I, I can't wait to be there for the 50th. And, and now my fingers are now I'm extremely hopeful. I, I've passed like cautiously optimistic. Now I'm extremely hopeful for whatever fireworks show that's going to kick off the 50th, that that will actually happen the, the night yeah. of the first. I'm I'm extremely hopeful that you're going to talk. I call them Disney heroes. I like that. JPEG's going to be there and maybe even I know Iger is leaving soon, but maybe even Iger will make an appearance. I'm hoping that, you know, they'll all roll out the red car carpet for, you know, your Disney yeah. heroes to, to be there. I mean, I'm hoping now that the first is a big deal where three months ago, it kind of felt like, well, it'd be cool for us Disney fans yeah. <laughs> that really yeah. love Disney to be there. But now I, I'm hoping it's going to be a, super big deal and then of course again i will still stand by saying that if you can't be there for opening week it's it's going to be better later i still stand yeah. by that because attractions are going to keep opening i mean at this point harmonious has not said that they're launching for the 50th they no. just all that we saw was months ago that it said they're now selling corporate packages that include harmonious for october and again, I haven't seen that in months. I just I haven't seen anything it. else about that. Yep. I mean, I know it was legit, but again, they also said no mask. I mean, had to wear masks for boobatch. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I so, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we yep. have a we have a friend um, on Clubhouse that will be on the show soon. We just have to work out the details. Who um, I can't wait for you to meet him. He is. He did 
um, most of the artwork for the Moana theme changeover at the Polynesian. And so he is still a Disney animator. He works full-time for Disney, but he is also having ridiculous deadlines. And he talked about this 60 plus days ago for harmonious. So he is doing some kind of um, animation for what's going to be on the screens at harmonious. And when he, he was kind of like half asleep and working the other day, when the breaking news came on that Epcot, the Epcot was having fireworks and he was like, wait, what? He said, he said, he said, and they were like, and somebody said Epcot forever. He was like, okay, because oh, I'm still goodness. working on stuff for Harmonious. <laughs> so we'll be, ex- we'll be excited for you guys to meet him. All right, man. I think we've um, beat that to death. What do you think? I think we did. I think we beat beat that horse <laughs> yes, for sure. Did. All right, man. Let's play something we haven't played let's in play a while. Something. Yeah, let's play something super fun. We haven't played this in a long time, and I thought it would be kind of cool. It's just me and you. We can kind of do some back and forth kind of banter, but I thought it would be fun to play a little bit of overrated or underrated. Okay, now, I originally wanted to call this segment Dope or Nope. So Matthew was definitely not down with this. And, and I mean, I get it, but like, yeah, there's, I, I love it. I was like, is this dope or is it a nope? But I don't know that that works uh, overrated, underrated. Cause like some of the rides I wouldn't say are nope. Like they're just yeah. not as dope as other rides. So yeah. we'll go yeah. with underrated, overrated. I guess, Fine. you know, dope, nope or d- dope or nope. It just seems like it's so final. Like if you say <laughs> nope, true. that means you, you just don't like it. Yes. No soup for you. No soup for you. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, let's All start. Right. Uh, let's start with the heavy hitter. Go for it. Do it. So I'm gonna go. We're gonna start off in the Magic Kingdom. So here is a pretty heavy hitter for you: the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Overrated or underrated? Man, this is really difficult. No, it's not overrated. I agree. I agree. It's so overrated. So I'll, I'll, I'll unpack why. Um, it's not. A thrill ride no it's unfortunately really it's themed beautifully the queue is awesome um it's in a great place in the park i mean smack dab in the middle of Fantasyland is a great spot for that it's hidden very well it's way too short and the best part about it is when you go into the cave now i know this is going to sound crazy but i won't spoil it for you if you're never and then the end of the ride is really kind of cool at the house but i mean i just uh i know i just said like 47 things i liked about it so that didn't really make any sense but no i mean like as a uh, i'm uh i mean the best thing about it is the slow-mo video that you get (laughs) that's my favorite part that's true that is true that part is definitely underrated but i agree with you the rest of the ride is overrated i think i mean the wait is just way too long for what you get i mean i i think i timed it once i think the whole ride may be a minute and 28 seconds something like that like it's (laughs) it's so short and i mean if you had a fast pass, yes, it was awesome to go yes, on. But yes. like, I mean, if you're waiting in line for that ride for 120 minutes for yeah. a minute and 28 seconds of ride, like it's just, to me, it's, it's definitely overrated. It's yeah. always crowded. There's never not a wait at that ride. And there's plenty of other things in the park that you could probably do and just go jump on it when the fireworks are happening. Yeah. That's, yes, that's my that advice. Sneak yeah. tip. If that is your all time favorite ride, go to an after hours event. 
Exactly. That's the best way to experience it. And even like, in the after hours event, you still have to wait 10 minutes. Yeah, there's still else a, a walk on. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I agree. Totally overrated. Um, okay, cool. What's next? Um, I know what you're going to say about this one, but the people mover, the people mover. What is that? Is that that ride that was down That's for 14 years and then yeah. they fixed it and then it broke four days it breaks in a row? every day? Yeah, 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 that one. I kid only because my heart is broken. I um, I don't know, man. This is one of those ones where I have to have to fall in the. I think it's rated just right. Like, I mean, I I I can understand why people are like wouldn't love it. I can understand why nuts like me are like over the moon about it. Um, I, I think it's just right. But like if, if people, I, I, I don't, so I guess if I have to pick one, I got to say underrated, like, cause I know it's not a thrill attraction. I know it's, there's nothing like wowing about it, but it's just a unique kind of ride that takes you all over a land and there's nothing else like it anywhere else in the world. Yeah. 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 And I would agree. I, if I had to pick one, I would say it is underrated. Uh, people who don't really know about the people mover would look at it and say, why would I get on that? Like what, like what's it do? Uh, but once you get on it and you realize that it takes you all through Tomorrowland and shows you some of the attractions, sometimes when the lights are on in space mountain, you get to see the inside of space mountain, you know, and it's just relaxing. It's just a place where you can go and you can relax, get off your feet for 10 or 15 minutes and just take it in. Uh, you know, so I think underrated. Yeah, it's unique. That's cool. All right, cool. Yeah. We buttoned that one up. What's next? Uh, we'll go with Space Mountain. Ugh. I know your answer for this. Crap, I gave it away with my with my growl. Um, what park? <laughs> We're going to go Space Mountain Disney World. Overrated. Yeah, I probably would have to agree with you, even though it's one of my well, favorite rides. You love rides. that ride. I do, but... I, th- I still think it's overrated. Okay. What makes it overrated for you? So for me, it's just, it's just way too dark in there and it's way too jerky. And it's way like if you lean the wrong way on the turn, you break your neck. So I've done it. So I mean, dark. I've the last three times I've ridden it. I'm like, Oh, we're going left. So I lean like into the turn only to go the other way. <laughs> and I just think that, you know, the, the theming is cool. The idea of it is cool. The execution is flawed. I just think it's, yeah. it's too dark and everybody gets hyped about it. I don't really think it's a thrill ride either. I just think it's a torture device. It's a painful experience. That, yeah. Like, it is my wife's favorite ride. And she, now what I was getting ready to say is Brandon, wait until we go to Disneyland because that version is incredible. And if you've ever ridden it at Disneyland Paris, that one is the best version out of all of them. But yeah, it's really smooth uh, at the other two parks where like the other two parks that I've been to. So Disneyland and Disneyland Paris, super smooth. Now I know that they have one, one of them has the overlay for uh, star Wars, but I, whatever it's just, it's, it's built like a modern day track and not a torture device. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, aside from the cool theming and the the building that it's in, it is a roller coaster that you find at a carnival that comes to everybody's. Thank you. That it comes to everybody's town in the summertime. 
Couldn't agree. That's why, that's why I think it's overrated. It is what you send your kids on when you're angry with them. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. So, yeah, I think we agree on that one. All what right. Are, you are we switching parks? Yeah. Switch it up. All right. Let's go to um, the studios of Hollywood. That's not in Hollywood, Florida or Hollywood, California. So it's, <laughs> it's just a different show, different, different discussion for a different show. All right. Let's start off with Slinky Dog. Brandon, what are your thoughts on Slinky Dog as being overrated or underrated? Well, I know that our opinions are going to differ greatly oh, no. on this one, but I love Slinky Dog. I think it's underrated. I mean, if I had to, if, I would say rated just right. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to say that it's underrated. This is, it's a fun ride. It mixes just the right amount of like drops and dips. Uh, and it's fun. It can, it's, it's, it's fun enough to entertain a child and it's fun enough to entertain me, a child at heart. So I think it's, I think it's underrated ride. Would I wait? the exorbitant amount of times that it usually uh, is to ride it. No, but if I have, if I had a fast pass or the line was short, I would never miss slinky dog. So I think it's underrated. I have never been blessed to get a fast pass for that ride. Hmm. I've ridden it three times and I've waited a total of three hours <laughs> to ride that oh. ride. I've never stood in line less than 60 minutes. And so that is not what has hampered the experience for me. Um, that's another one. It's very similar for me to uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. What I mean is when you walk into the park and you stand back and you look at it, gorgeous. Again, the queue incredible especially when you get inside and you know because you're in Andy's backyard and like all the toys and then all the boxes of like all the different all the different things that are just all throughout yeah. the queue if you've been there you know what I'm talking about if not you can look it up um I it, it's the length is good it's not like insanely short I love the springy pretend action that they do yeah. it just didn't like I've never, I've never stood in line less than 60 minutes and it's never been worth 60 minutes. I agree. I mean, like, yeah, I I think the ride itself is underrated. The weight is overrated. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yes. So the lemon quite hasn't quite been worth the squeeze for me yet. So okay. apologies all, right. all around it, like really cool. Like love that land. Love that. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't help it that I mean I know that Midway Mania is in that land too since they flipped the entrance, but like yeah. that's been there forever. And so to me, when I look at that as a new land, like it stinks that like that's the marquee attraction because the other one is just not great. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I wish there was like another. You know, I wish it had the uh, like what they have in Paris, which is the RC like little half coaster, um, and then they have the parachute. I just wish they could have shoved a couple of more attractions in there yeah it would have been made it better for sure yeah okay here we go let's get to the big guns smugglers right. run in galaxy's edge overrated underrated uh i think this attraction is overrated and here's why uh one the line is always ridiculously long i know even when it opened it didn't have fast passes so i've never experienced smugglers run with out waiting for at least an hour. So that's one reason. The second reason is unless you're a pilot, this ride is awful. <laughs> Truth. Like if you're not flying the millennium Falcon and you're at the 
beck and call of two seven-year-olds. This is a traction machine waiting to happen. It's a so, bumpy ride. It's a bumpy ride. It's like it's it's worse than Space Mountain. So overrated. Uh, even if you're a pilot, it's overrated. Okay, so <clears throat> overrated, underrated. You are 100% correct. Yes. Um, and that is like randomly, I've ridden it three times. I've been the pilot every time. Don't know how that's happened. I mean, I will say a couple of the times that I went was very early on in COVID. And so it was like your own party was all that was in there. And so, yeah. and, and, and last, like we don't have a party of six with little kids. And so it was always able to be a pilot. Um, <clears throat> the downfall is incredible technology, incredible ride experience. It never changes. That's Correct. where yeah. they fumbled yeah. the ball. Like, and I don't know if this was a time constraint. I don't know if it was just the team or I don't know, like if they were, you know, maybe their hands were tied in certain things, but I mean, I just think of, and I know this is completely different because it's not interactive, but when I think of star tours and see yeah. how they've continually, like, what is there like 50 different options? Yeah, There's a lot like, of scenes. Right. And so like, why, why can't there be a handful of different experiences within the same game i'm just i'm curious as to know why they didn't write it to be that way and i agree so like you you really like even if you do an amazing job you're not going to it's not going to be any different now i have heard that there is a chewy experience that you can unlock by doing something or doing some or be great or don't even know the details about it because i don't really care but even then i think it's just <laughs> like he growls right it's not like yeah it's nothing it's right. nothing huge like so, you're, like you're saying nothing's gonna change whether you get five canisters or you get one canister right. i mean you still end up at patu and you land you know chewy brings you in so it's the same experience yeah that's where i just feel like man i wish they could have found a way to have four alternate endings or you know something yeah. so like you have the or choose your adventure like hey we've got two yeah. you know like um a ride that we'll get to you i don't want to ruin it yet because we're not there yet but you get to choose from two different options like i mean that's yeah. great yeah. okay here we go um All right. the pinnacle in most people's minds what m hundreds of thousands of people have gotten up at the crack of dawn to break through the gates at 6 a.m. to be able to ride, which thank goodness those days are over. Yep. And that is, of course, the rise of the resistance. Brandon, underrated or overrated? I'm going to say that this attraction is underrated. Whoa! Not, not from the height. It's not underrated because of the hype. The hype is certainly there. I think what's underrated about this and what it's hard to appreciate when you ride this attraction is the technology that is put into this attraction that makes the story work. I mean, you're going, uh, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't been on it, but I mean, you're in a car and you're going through a Death Star. You're walking by giant Atats. You're flying through uh, laser cannons. You're getting into a escape ship. Like, there's so much technology uh, that makes this attraction work that you're in awe of the fact that you're on it. And then all this stuff works most of the time. Uh, but I think it's, un I think it's underrated. I think I would, a better word would be underappreciated as far as this attraction. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, 
we're going to stand apart on this one. All right. I, I, I think I'm going to go a completely different direction. I think for me, it was overhyped. Um, I, I made sure that like, I never do this. I, I'm never, I've never been so much into any attraction that I would wait and not watch it. But for this one, being a lifelong Star Wars fan, I didn't I didn't want to know what it was like. So I, yeah. I wrote it for the first time. And I think because all I watched or heard was like reaction videos or people talking about how, like, and so I get there and I think it was overhyped for me when I got there and I, I just wasn't blown away. And, and I think like that wasn't the first time that I was in a trackless vehicle. I know for a lot of people it was like, we had the privilege to go to Paris, um, not that long before the pandemic started. And so everybody will get to see that again when Ratatouille opens, but that was the ride that we had, had ridden that was trackless. And so I was enamored with it. Then I was like, we're like floating, we're floating <laughs> on the ground. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't, um, I think what it is for me is I don't have as as an emotional connection to the new films as I do th- to the original trilogy. And so since it really doesn't include any of that, I mean, it includes pieces, right? You've got yeah. Death Star-ish. You've got um, certainly like Adats were all always a part of the original trilogy. There's pieces there, but I've just, <laughs> I think part of the problem is I should just come clean. I... I have never looked at Kylo Ren as an intimidating force. <laughs> he was a whiny little female dog <laughs> in those films. And I'm like, who's afraid of this guy? He's mm. such a whiny little child. And, and so I never, he never had that. Like Darth Vader enters a yeah. room. Like I'm worried about my throat. Like I, I'm clutching yeah. my throat. If he walks in the room, when he comes in, I'm like, what are you going to cry and com- cry and complain about? He's like the Dave version. <laughs> He's like me. He's like a whiny little dog. Um, and so I think that's why, like, and he's a big part of the ride. There are some cool effects that happen that are so dope. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it's pr- it's not much different than Smuggler's Run for me. Well, I do it every time. Yes, you got to. I mean, that's one of the great yes. things at that park. But I'm not like, if you don't get a reservation, I mean, if you don't get a pass, Eh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah. get it next time. I mean, I would agree with that. You know, I'll try to get it, but if not, my world is not crushed. I think my favorite scene, and you, you, you know, you talked back to the original. I think my favorite scene in the whole ride, if you haven't been on it, close your ears. Spoiler alert is when you walk out and the stormtroopers are there, and you're like on the star yeah, destroyer. That's, that's the best scene. You know, if, yeah. if I could just walk in there, take some selfies, and walk out, I mean, that would be an attraction for yeah. me. So. That's cool. And when, but yeah. like the first time I rode that, it was it was how you got there. That that was the moment that I was like, "What? Wait, but that's the door we. I don't want to spoil. <laughs> I, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, that's insane. Like that was the moment that blew me away. The yeah. rest of the ride, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> no. And then of course that door opens, and you're like. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have I'm, landed yep. literally in space. Yes. Yes. So yeah. There are some cool oh, features, yeah. there's no doubt. All right, let's gotcha. head to the next park. Let's head to the next park. So these are all I'm interested to see our our interpretations of these. So we're gonna head over to the experimental prototypical community of tomorrow. Nice. And we are going to start with Soren. The new Soren. The new Soren. Okay. Underrated or overrated? Um, 
I will say when it first launched, I was so glad that they updated the projectors. That was a big win. Um, at first it was not, I didn't love it, but now I do. So I, if I have to sit like it's right where it needs to be, I, like if you go to Epcot, it is a must do. Um, so I will say un, underrated, but I think it's rated just perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to look, we may differ a little bit here. I think it's overrated. Oh, okay. I think uh, to me, it's not, you know, if you've gone, if you're going to Epcot once ever, yes, ride it. Absolutely. Get on it. If you go to Epcot all the time, I can't even tell you the last time I went to Epcot, just me and Krista and said, let's go on Soren. Um, it's more of a thing you do when your friends come in to, to visit and they want to go on Soren. But I think the new one to me, it just looks too fake for yes, me. It does. It does. It's it what looks, I like about it. The old one looked real and this one looks too fake for me. So I think it's overrated. Yeah. Unless you're in B1 because B1's the yes. way to go. For those of you who don't know, you should not ride that ride unless you sit in B row one. So B row one. And yes, we can confirm that even during pandemic times, if you get the right cast member and ask nicely, they will let you wait. Yes. But or you just you, have to say you have six or more people. That's the key. Always say you have six people because then that puts you in the right row. If but yes. Don't sit there. The Eiffel Tower looks like has quite the curve. We'll just call yes. it that. Yes. Yes. All right. Where are we All going right. next? So next we are going to frozen ever after. Okay. Um, Overrated or underrated? First of all, Maelstrom. Where are my people? Stay Maelstrom. Strong. Definitely Maelstrom heartbroken. Yes. Um, I mean, come on. The boat would back out to outside before you went down and they yeah. closed that like who in their right mind that was the dopest part okay um that's not the question um yeah, uh, i think it's i think it's underrated i uh, i i really enjoy it uh i mean my kids were huge frozen fans so that helps so i have so many memories tied to like going to that it's um they, they did a good job with it um, it's not Maelstrom and that's just a sentimental thing for me. I loved that. Yeah. Ride. Yeah. That and grand Fiesta were like my two jams that I've got. <laughs> um, so like, and you can still, like, if you remember the attraction, like it's <laughs> the track is still the same. Yep. Um, but like it's done well. And that was one of the first times that I think we really saw that those animatronics, the way they do the faces. Now I know we saw them. I, th- I think mine train was first, but, these are a little bit more interactive. And so I don't know. I, like, yeah, I, I think it's a must do. It's un, it's underrated for me. All right. Yeah. For me, I'm going to say it kind of falls into the category of seven dwarfs mind train. I think it's overrated. Um, for me again, and it may be just cause I live here, but I don't have to do it. If the line is short, I'll go do it. If people are visiting, I'll go do it. I just think it is a very, it's very short. It's a, it, you know, it's one of those minute and a half rides. Um, I just think it's the, the technology is cool. The animatronics are cool. I just think the ride itself is overrated. Yeah. The long, the wait is pretty long without a fast pass. It is a super cool queue though. Yes. Like once you get inside and, and go through the queue and 
you know, right before you, you go to get on the ride, if you haven't been on it, you know, we won't ruin it for you, but there's pretty cool interactive stuff in there. So yeah. it's a, it's a cool queue if you get there, but I think the ride itself is a little overrated. Okay. I'll still get on it. It's a Disney ride. I'll still get on it. If people want to get on it, I just think it's overrated. When your friends come to town, you get stuck riding it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thankfully they're taking, they took the plexiglass down. So that oh, make, that'll make it better. Yoo-hoo. It was severely overrated with the plexiglass. Yeah, It was awful. If you didn't get front row, it was, oh, you were looking, you're not, at, it was like you'd been four wheel mudding. That's what it looked like. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yes. Yes. It looked pretty awful. All right. What's next? What are we, ha- what is next? Mission space. Um, I'm going to go with, how do you say this? Um, I think this. I, I think th- like they should just have blown it up with Ellen's energy adventure. I agree. <laughs> that, like, uh, I'm a, our daughter loves it. Um, I like doing it with her. Like the green. That's all I've ever done. But yeah. when they dropped Gary Sinise, it got even worse. Like, yeah. it's like the new storyline is just lame. Um, but I guess instead of you landing on Mars, spoiler alert, not that anybody would care about this attraction, but um. You just kind of take a ride through space. That's well, I think the back. orange one is still, I don't think they've redid oh. the orange one yet. I think the orange one is still to Mars. Cause that one's still more intense. Oh, um, I think I haven't been on the orange one since the last time I got off and I couldn't walk straight for two hours. <laughs> um, but I think, I think the orange one is still Mars. I could be wrong, but I'm not going to find out for you. I'm not going to find out either. I'll ask somebody next time we're there. Maybe somebody Um, could let us know in the comments. Yeah. Let us know in the comments, but I'm going to say, I mean, does, does anybody really love it? Like I've never heard anybody. Let's go to Epcot. I can't wait to get on mission space. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's rated where it's supposed to be. And that's (laughs) vomit inducing. They might as well just put bushes there. Okay, sorry. (laughs) All right, let's go over to our fourth and final park. And let's start with um um the cold ride. So Everest, underrated or overrated? I think this roller coaster is underrated. Now I say that it's probably rated where it's supposed to be, but I think it's underrated because of like this ride is probably one of the best rides in all of Walt Disney world. Uh, there never seems to be a huge line for it. Even when it's long, it's 40 minutes, something like that. So I don't know why, but I, I mean, I could stay, I could ride Everest a hundred times in a row and never get tired of it. So I think that that ride is way underrated. People don't like it because it goes backwards at one point. Um, but I think that's the best part of it. So uh, underrated for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, one of the things that Disney is lacking is thrill attractions. And so yes. this is one of the very few, and it's also themed brilliantly for the land that it's in. And it's just uh, a great, it's a great ride. It's phenomenal. It's, yeah. It's entertaining. It's uh I mean it's well thought through. It's long. Um and it's also a hidden Mickey if you look from the skies. It is. <laughs> so, it is indeed. Um yeah, I mean that's a pretty straightforward one for me. I, I I've always loved that ride. I can't ride it a hundred times in a row like Brandon can, but I, I do love 
that ride. Okay, so I, I, let's go land on one that I already know for you, but Kilimanjaro safaris, overrated or underrated? Well, you know that I'm going to say it's underrated. I love Kilimanjaro safaris. Every time I go to Animal Kingdom, I have to get on the safari. It's never the same. Like, it's not like a ride at Disney. Like, you could take one safari and see nothing, and you could take the very next safari and see every animal there. So most people don't want to get on it because, it one, you're going to wait in line for a while, and then the ride itself takes 20, 25 minutes, but that's why I love it. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what animals you're going to see. Um, you know, I, I've gotten off and gotten back on several times before and, you know, three times in a row and it was three different experiences. So I know a lot of people don't like it. I know a lot of people skip it for, for me, Kilimanjaro safaris is underrated. Well, Brandon, it's time to break some hearts and some legs. Oh, that got <laughs> um, this ride is this attraction has never been my jam. Um, yep. Although every time I am r- on it, I enjoy it. Um, the queue, although not anything fancy about it, there's a lot of fans and a lot of shade. There are, there are a lot and of fans. That part, like that's that's makes that's the best queue at that park, except for <laughs> dinosaur because that is indoors. But we didn't get to experience that in the last eighteen months. So. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, it's very rarely that I've ridden it at the right time to get those great animal encounters. I know like early yeah. in the morning is better. And then of course I still haven't done one of the sunset ones. I know those, those are unique, but again, I don't think they've been around that much either just because the park closes early again so early. the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I really enjoyed the original story. I think I'm one of the few that does. I loved the whole poacher story because it kind of mm-hmm. did a tie to, um, like the conservation piece. But at the same time, I also never looked at it at the eyes through a small child where that could be horrifying <laughs> <laughs> that wait, there's poachers out here that are killing animals with guns <laughs> and we're looking out for them. Are we going to get hurt? And so yeah. I have a feeling that's why they pulled that part of the story, yeah. but I really liked that. Uh, Jabba one. Um, that was my <laughs> favorite part of it. So I'm I overrated for me. Yeah. I figured that would be overrated for you. Okay. Lastly, um, can't, go without the big guns and that's flight of passage oh. underrated or overrated mm. oh no mm. it's so hard like i think it's rated just where it needs to be i mean this ride is amazing um i always will get on it when i'm at animal kingdom as long as the line is not super long but I think it's rated where it needs to be. If I had to say one, I would say just because the hype and the line yeah. uh, and the the amount of time you have to wait to get on the ride, even at even if you go five minutes before the park closes, I think I'm going to have to say it's overrated. Um, but I love that ride. I would never not ride that ride if someone wants to ride it. Yeah. Um, this one for me is is kind of easy. Um, I I personally. I think I wrote it. I don't remember how I, I want to say I wrote it for the first time with my daughter, but <laughs> clearly this memory is not one of the core memories. Cause I can't remember <laughs> if I wrote it, but the first time I wrote it, I audibly gasped and 
Did I say gasped? I, I audibly gasped. <laughs> you, you probably did that too. I may too. have audibly gasped. Um, I audibly gasped, and I think I said out loud multiple times, oh, wow, oh, wow. And so I'll never forget that original feeling of writing that and just all of the little details that they put <clears throat> from in in the ride vehicle. I'll just say that. Just feeling some of the subtle things that they did to really make it feel like that you are riding a creature. Um, It it is mind blowing to me. Like here's what's going to be something. There's, there's not even a comparison between this and rise of a resistance. This smokes it. Everything about this is just, it feels innovative. And I mean, you take them, I mean, I know they're making new movies, but when you talk about avatar, what was that movie in Oh nine? Is that when it came yeah. out? Something like that. Like in here, like it just was like, wow, it was mind blowing. And that like the best cue that I've ever been in. Yeah. That cue um, was amazing. But yeah, the line is not, that's a tough line. <laughs> that's a yeah. challenging yeah. line, which without fast passes, I have always done the, if the park closes at eight, seven fifty nine and thirty seconds is when we get in line. We'll go over exactly. Sit down and have some some what are those little cheeseburger things that we get? Cheeseburger pockets. Yes. Like we'll get those or something and then just sit there until and then run into line. Cause then it's like thirty ish minutes. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. quicker, sometimes longer, but I would say it averages like thirty minutes. And that's about the right. That's about the perfect time for that right. So you're right. It's it's rated perfectly, but I'll say underrated because uh, it's just yeah, I to me, there's no way you can go to Disney for the first time and not go experience that. I just I agree. I, I can't you can't do it. Okay, man. Yeah. We are never ever gonna get a show under an hour. It's just not gonna happen. No, it's just <laughs> we just like to we just like to talk too much. I know we love Disney and there's so many different things to talk about. Okay, Brandon, where can our fellow friends find us on the interwebs? Oh, our friends can find us all over the interwebs. They can find us on social media, on Facebook at another Disney podcast. They can find us on Twitter at another Diz podcast they can find our youtube uh will be at uh youtube.com forward slash another disney podcast you can also check out our website another disney there you will find links to our merchandise to our past shows uh leave us a message there send us a message we'd love to hear what you think is overrated or underrated uh, uh you know with all the things that we talked about today reach out to us we'd love to hear from you yeah, man. Good times. Um, good times. Looking forward to, um, well, let's just throw the cat out of the bag. Nobody listens to the end anyway. We will be um, spending the next week, uh, starting the day this is launched, about 12 minutes from your house. Yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super, super excited. Super excited. <laughs> we, uh, we, we were trying to take our kids to a vacation destination that had pretty water, and we just everybody else wanted to do that too so we ended up in orlando i know shocker but we really originally were not going to disney um so we're staying at the margaritaville resort we rented a cottage there we are so excited to um make adult beverages and spend some time with the palm so hey man i will i will see you in like 48 hours that's 48 hours that is insane my man and don't love it and don't worry the margarita resort does have pretty water in the pools yes they do 
Yes, they do. <laughs> All right, my friend. I will right. see you soon. To everybody else, thanks for hanging with us. Thank I'll catch you. Catch you next week. Bicycle. <laughs> <laughs>